Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes, but every single day of the week, seven days a week. And that keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for the growth and development and strengthening of our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We always encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people in your life who need to get into God's Word. They need to grow in their faith. They need to come closer to God. You may help somebody do all of that, and even more, you may help them get to heaven by getting them into God's Word by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally everybody you can. Make that commitment. Start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today, and we're going to continue along the line that we've been kind of focusing on for some time now, and we're talking about heart problems. Well, heart problems. And again, by now, if you've been following along through these studies and these lines of thought, kind of broken up into into sections and particular focused subject matters, then you understand we're not talking about that muscle, that organ within our chest that pumps blood through the circulatory system all day long, every day, as long as we live. We're talking about something much more deep, uh, much deeper, and much more profound when we're thinking about it. Now, again, people will, will clutch their fists, they'll pound on their chest, and they'll make statements like, I just know in my heart. I, I just, I, with all my heart, I think this. I, 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 I believe in my heart. Well, I understand the gesture, but, and, and that's and, and, you know, a powerful gesture. It's effective. But that's not the heart that bears those feelings and thinkings and, and emotions that they're really focusing upon. It's something that people can relate to and they can relate to themselves. But we're talking about something, again, much more profound, much deeper than that. We're talking about the mindset of a person. We're talking about the not just emotional, but the, the value system, the morality, the soul Again, the conditioning of their thinking and their lifestyle. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about with all your heart. We could remember what Jesus, how Jesus responded when he was asked in Matthew chapter 22 by somebody who was probably trying to kind of catch him in a, in a false statement or at least a partially false statement because he had all these critics trying to, trying to prove that he was wrong, that he was not who he said he is, the Savior, the Son of God. And so one of, one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, see, testing him and saying, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. He answered exactly right. Bottom line, that's the number one commandment. We need to love God with everything of our, with all of our being, everything that we are and everything that we have. And that's basically what he means by with all your heart. Well, we need to understand that there are, when we're thinking from that particular perspective of the heart, all that we are, all that we have, our mindset, our conditioning, our conscience, our morality, our thinking, our lifestyle, 
That's, that's what we're really talking about. With all of our being, when we say, with all my heart, we, we have problems with our heart, thinking about it from that perspective, don't we? We've talked about a number of those. We've talked about laziness being a heart problem. A lot of people might not think about it that way, but that's exactly what it is. Remember, again, zero in on really what is the seedbed of a lot of our behavior problems, a lot of our thinking problems. It's, it's from the heart. Uh, remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 19, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. See, why do people act the way they do? And we might, we might especially kind of be focused on people who they act badly. I mean, they, have, they, have, they may be vulgar. They may be mean-spirited. They may be violent, hatred, hateful. Why do they act that way? It's the condition of their heart. That's what we've been trying to get across in this particular series of studies about heart problems. Well, I want us to look at one today that some people may not really think about as being a heart problem. Again, we've talked about laziness. We've talked about, uh, we've talked about hatred. We've talked about um, also, uh, see, what was, the, what was the third one we talked about? slips my mind right now, but I will, I will pull it back up another time. But here's one. This is, we're going to talk about a heart problem called worry. Worry. Now, some people might say, well, worry, how is that a heart problem? Well, again, why, if you have a problem with worrying all the time, why do you have that problem? Why do you worry so much? It's a condition of your heart. Your mindset is, is, is focused on worrying. In our country today, we worry a lot, don't we? Now, I think that to a great extent, our worrying has been so heightened because of our communication system becoming so much more sophisticated. You know, I remember as a young kid growing up in Chicago, I remember you had three basic television channels, you know, the three networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. Now in Chicago, you had another one, a local channel called WGN. <laughs> well, now WGN is a national network, but, but back then it was a local station. And then you had the, the uh, you know, ed, ed, public broadcasting network as well. And so that's it. You had in, the, in Chicago, you had five you had five channels you could choose from. That was all for a great many years. Then they came in with some UHF frequencies and so on, and that so the networks got to be expanded. But, but basically going back, originally it was five channels. And you know what? Almost all of them went off at midnight. <laughs> so after midnight, you had test patterns. That was it couldn't turn on the TV and watch anything on, on almost all of those channels. Well, how that's changed. And you remember, I remember back then there used to be what you would call news magazines. And those news magazines, such as Look and Life and so on, they would be 
essential. They would they would be something that was was really important in reporting news to the public, and so people would would uh, subscribe to those news magazines or pick them up at a newsstand, you know, on the street in the city. They only came out once a week or so. Now, can you imagine waiting a week to be able to get? some bit of news or to get some kind of maybe clarification or expansion of a story on a particular news item we wouldn't st- we wouldn't stand for that would we we wouldn't settle for that we want the news right now right now and and so you know things are so different right now we have all of these all of these channels and cable tv we've got not only nbc cbs and and abc but we've got cnn we've got fox news we've got newsmax and it goes on and on and on on and on and on we want the news right now we have a microwave mentality and with all of that news bombarding us on a continual basis to the extent that daily newspapers are folding up and going bye-bye. I mean, again, you can even get those on the Internet. But all of that news, and, and, and how, does, how does the media usually focus on news that they report? Negative, right? Negative news leads. During the Vietnam War, the, the statement used to be, uh, if it bleeds, it leads. You know, and so they were talking about, you know, battles and, and, you know, executions and so on. But the same principle is enforced today with the news media. If it's negative, let's lead with that. And so we're continually bombarded with all of this negative news. And that just creates more of an aura that feeds into worrying, even for people who would claim to be Christians, focused primarily on following God and living for God. Well, I want to I read a text of Scripture. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Now, look, listen closely. Jesus, Jesus was speaking here. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat and what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these." Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, interesting text. This is kind of in the middle of the sermon, what we call the Sermon on the Mount. The context begins with chapter 5 and goes through chapter 7. Now, five times, 
five times within these 10 verses in what is called this section of the Sermon on the Mount, our Lord specifically counsels against worrying. Against worrying. Five times within 10 verses. Three times within that text, he states directly, do not worry. Do not worry. Well, when we think about the emphasis on that particular immediate context of Scripture and Jesus teaching against worrying, why do we find so much to worry about? Think about that till we come back tomorrow. Let's pray. Father in heaven, let's pray to Father in heaven, thank you for blessing us so much in so many ways. Help us to open our eyes and see all the blessings that we can possibly perceive and help us to recognize that you are there. If we are walking with you in faithfulness consistently, you are there with us, watching over us and taking care of us. Help us to put worry aside from our thinking, from our mindset, from our life. Thank you for loving us so much, Father. Help us to lean upon you. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.